hire you and then rehire you, you know, back, you know, in a few years later. But what really draws my attention is when he was giving this speech at Stanford University, his main point with the audience, with the graduates, was you have to be able to connect the dots of your life. Every failure, every negative situation, every up and down, believe it or not, in life, later on in life, it makes total sense. And he said, but you cannot look at those dots going forward. You cannot say this dot will connect with that one and that one with this one and then so on. You can only connect the dots when you look backwards, when you look back in life and you start to see how a failure produced a quality or characteristic in your life and therefore it made you stronger so that you will continue to reach your full potential. And the psalm that I want to read today goes um, about the same lines because we have been studying a different emotion on Sundays. We have been studying depression. We studied depression, you know, last Sunday. And we studied, you know, uh, joy. We studied uh, anger. We studied a lot of things. And today I want to talk to you a little bit about disappointment. And the chapter that we're going to read in Psalms 107 talks about four different things with several little different stories about how the psalmist, the person who wrote this psalm, looked back and saw how the dots got connected in his life. So whatever you are in life today, I want to tell you that God has a way of connecting the dots in your life that it will make total sense, even the failures. So let us pray, and we're going to read Psalm 107. And I want you to know that it's a long chapter, but we'll try to keep it to 20, 25 minutes. Is that okay? Father God, we praise you and we thank you today for your word. Thank you, Lord God, because the scripture says that, yes, everything works for the good of those who love you. But those who are called according to your purpose, your children. I pray right now, Lord God, that whatever a person is going through today that they will trust you, that they will believe you, Lord, that those thoughts will get connected in the future. They may not understand it right now. It, it probably doesn't make sense, but it makes sense in your whole plan that you have for us. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness in Jesus' name. So the first point that I want to talk to you about is sometimes open doors lead to deserts. Uh, Psalm 107 verse 1 says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story, those he redeemed from the land of the foe, those he gathered from the lands, from the east and the west, from the north and the south. Some wander in the desert wastelands, finding a no way to a city where they could settle. They were hungry and thirsty, and their lives a bed away. So one of the things that we see in the scripture is that the person who wrote this psalm was looking backwards. He was looking back, and the first thing that he says in the chapter is, number one, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. When you connect the dots in your life, at the end of, a, of, ex, of an experience in your life, or after so many years, and you look back, you realize that, yes, God was in control of your life. Even though you experience loneliness, even though you experience abandonment from people, or maybe you experience failure, 
You experienced enough failure in your life, you know, things, things didn't go as expected, but when you connect the dots, you come back and you say, you know, what this person said, oh, wow, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, his love endures forever. Because it is the mercy of God, it is not your goodness, it is not your actions, it is not how beautiful you are. It doesn't matter where you come from, the connections you have, how much money you have. It is God, the one that will keep you going in life if you decide to have a relationship with him. In the end, you know, our connections really don't matter too much. People may be able to help you for a period of time. People may be able to cheer you up, you know, a few times for some time. But the one who never, ever will get tired to believe in you, his name is Jesus. And you will understand why this psalm says in verse number two, let the redeem of the Lord tell their story. So he was talking about redemption. He was talking about those who had lost hope. Those who didn't have a hope anymore to continue going in life. But they realized that after the desert that they went through in their life, God was faithful in the end. And he brought them back to the place where they were going to be the plan, the perfect plan of God. So he says, let the redeem of the Lord tell their story. Everybody at this church, you have a story to tell. You have a story to tell to people, and you need to start telling that story. The best thing you can do to reach people for God is that you tell the story of your life, of how good and wonderful and faithful God has been to you. Life may not be perfect right now, but God has been good to you. Life may not be, you know, as expected as you wanted to, as you had planned, but God has been good to you. And one of the thoughts that when I, I want to leave in your mind today is that sometimes open doors lead to deserts. And when the psalmist, this chapter, 107 from the book of Psalms is very similar to chapter 11 in the book of Hebrews. Because if you read the people who qualify, you know, to be in that chapter because of their faith, you will realize that God asked them to make decisions that at the moment it implied that you will lose everything for what I'm telling you to do. One of them, you know, is Abraham. God spoke to Abraham and God told Abraham, Abraham, I, I want to be your God. I want to be your friend. I have great plans for you. You are not able to have a child, but you will have so many children that you will not even be able to count them. But I want you to leave your comfort zone. I want you to leave what makes you feel so comfortable. I want you to leave the people that are keeping you happy right now, your whole family, and I want you to go to the place that I will show you. You know, Abraham could have told the Lord God, I'm not moving if you don't tell me where I'm going. Imagine somebody tell you, hey, uh, through a phone call and say, hey, Kara, uh, can you please start driving, you know, on the 210? Maybe Kara is not going to pay attention to me, maybe not. And she'll probably ask me, why? But for what? Where I'm going? Or what are we doing? And I should start care, no, just start driving, just start driving. Uh, it is kind of a hard decision to make. But every person that qualified in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 and Psalm 107, God placed them in a situation where God took the comfort zone out of their lives because God had a great plan for them. And God saw the comfort zone as a barrier so that you could become everything God wanted you to become. So God took away the comfort zone by saying, I'm going to put you in a position where there's no hope, 
where there's no something that, that, that you will be maybe aspiring to, but I will be the only one in your life. And you will believe me that I will open doors for you. And even though you're on the streets, even though you may be nothing in the eyes of the world, but I am God, I am good, I am faithful, I am your God, and I will get you through in your life. That's why the person in the book of Psalms says, hey, those who the Lord redeemed, he was looking back. He saw the stories of the people of Israel saying, wow, you know what? God got the Israelites out of Egypt, took them into a desert for a new opportunity, and then, wow, this is what God did. God made, you know, a group of people, small group of people, and turned them into a big, big nation. Wherever you are in life right now, I want you to know that God has the ability and power to redeem you. Maybe you've made a mistake. Maybe you just went through a failure and you're feeling like, wow, this is my fault, God. What am I going to do? God has the ability to redeem your life, forgive you, and get that failure out of the way or the way you see it and change it into a winning opportunity for you. You cannot see it right now. You cannot understand it right now. You do not see the way out right now. But years down the road, you're going to look back like Steve Jobs and you're going to start to see that, yes, the failure makes sense. The failure in your life was going to develop your character. Because God cares about character more than he cares about your career, your profession. Remember that what happens in you is more important for God than what happens to you. You are concerned about the things that are happening to you. God is concerned about the things that are happening in you. And whatever you're going through today, let me tell you, you will have a story to tell, a story of redemption. So the psalmist keeps saying in verse 3, those he gathered from the lands, from the east to the west, from the north and the south. Okay, so the psalmist is saying there were people who believe in God and God told them, you know, I'm going to give you an opportunity to succeed, but you have to leave your comfort zone. You have to leave what makes you feel comfortable. You have to believe those things where you put your faith so that you can put your faith in me. And the psalmist is saying many people through the story of the Bible in the Old Testament spread through all over the place. They went through all over the place. And in the end, God gathered them and God developed the plan and God accomplished the plan that he wanted because he brought them back together. God redeemed them from the failure that they had been facing. So I want you to know today that sometimes open doors lead to deserts. We have sometimes, we have the mentality that if I can't see the opportunity with my eyes, I'm not going to do it. You know, <clears throat> when, when I was in my, in my, last, my, my last church, uh, is in human terms, I can tell you that a lot of people, you know, desire to be in that church. But there was one day when God spoke to me, and I felt like God was telling me, Franklin, I want you to resign from this church, and I want you to go to the church that I will show you. And I said, Lord, but what am I going to do? I mean, I've been a pastor my whole life. How am I going to survive? How am I going to get a job? And then I ended up resigning from that church. I left. And now, you know, reality hit my life. Okay, I'm going to start applying to places. I got so excited, you know, about applying to places, jobs. I printed my resume. And all my resume said, pastor, 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 pastor. So I go to companies, and they will give me that look. 
So you have 10, 12 years in experience in the ministry and being a pastor and, and why do you want to work for us? So I never got a call back. There was one year where I submitted about 500 resumes and I didn't get a call back. Not only that, but I was looking for a church because remember, I am calling to the ministry. The ministry is my passion. And I was praying and praying and praying and praying, God, I just give me a church, just a place where I can attend and sit down and hear your word. And I tried so many different churches and I never felt that the Lord wanted me to be in those places. So I was expecting maybe a phone call from somebody to say, Franklin, we know about you and we want you in our church. It didn't happen that way. The opportunity didn't present that way. The opportunity for me to come and support Pastor Henry at this church came through a simple conversation with a member from this church who just told me, can you preach in English, you know, the next week? And I said, yes. And out of that time, you know, we continue going Sunday, Sunday after Sunday. And now I am here supporting Pastor Henry, supporting you guys. But if you had told me three, four years before that, hey, you're going to have this opportunity to help, you know, a small church in Pasadena, I would have never believed it. Especially if that person would have told me, and the opportunity is not going to come like in this big, big, big thing and picture that, you know, that you will get excited uh, in human terms. Uh, it's going to come through a very simple conversation that you will just happen to have with someone. That's how God is going to bring you up again. And you know what? That's the way it happened. A simple conversation so you may you may be expecting you know the salvation of God to come you know with thunders and and opening the Red Sea you know like in this big spectacle uh, sometimes God doesn't work like that God makes miracles out of unexpected people in unexpected circumstances because he is developing your character opportunities don't always look great Opportunities sometimes may lead you to deserts. And that's what happened to the people of Israel. Oh, you guys want to be free? I'm not going to take you to a whole city where there's already houses and rooms. Uh, I'm going to show you a land that you will have to fight for. I'm going to take you to the desert. And then the people came out of Egypt happily, went to the desert, and now they were like, okay, we want water, we want chicken, we want meat, we want barbecue ribs. Lord, what are we going to do? Where is it coming from? But God provided on the way. The opportunity that God may be providing for you today may not be so, so great, uh, speaking in human terms, like you see this awesome opportunity. Maybe God is showing you the desert. Hey, Pastor Henry, you want to be blessed? I want to bless you, Pastor Henry, but I want you to go to the desert where there's nothing. You're very comfortable sitting here, but yeah, and you like it, you're happy, but that's not the plan I have for you. The plan, that's all you see right now. What I see is greatness. What I see is great character. What I see is my child being developed. What I see is my name being glorified. What I see is my church growing, but I need you to come out of your comfort zone and go to that place where nobody wants to go Pay the price because I have a plan to redeem you and you will have a story to tell. So whatever you are in life right now, you know what? You may be thinking right now that God is closing the doors for you. God is not closing the doors for you. God is opening the doors for you. 
Because in the future, you will look back and you will have a story to tell, a story of redemption, a story of how God got you through all the circumstances in your life. Number two, sometimes painful circumstances lead us to dark places. Yes, Psalm 107 verse 10, 16 says, some, remember, he's looking back to what happened to the Israelites. He's now trying to explain the negative circumstances that happened to great people, great believers. So he's saying some sat in the darkness, in utter darkness. Have you ever been in a dark place? <clears throat> Maybe like in a third world country. When I visit El Salvador sometimes, uh, and I go see my family, it's very common, you know, that the electricity goes off maybe for like an hour. And I'm not used to that anymore. So it kind of gets a little scary, you know, like you're at 7 p.m. and you're sharing with your family, and all of a sudden, the electricity goes off. The Bible says this, this psalmist who wrote this psalm is looking back, and he's saying some sat in darkness, in utter darkness. Sometimes... You will feel like the light of life has gone away from you. And he says, prisoners suffering in iron chains, maybe lies, lies to other people told them because of those lies, because of envy, because of jealousy. People who genuinely loved the Lord became slaves or went to prison or jail just because they were doing the right thing. And at that very moment, when these people believed that everything was over for them, that there was no hope. How is someone going to get me out of this jail right now? God set them free. Remember the story of Joseph? So many years, God told Joseph, you know, when he was between 15, 17 years, hey, Joseph, when you become 40 years old, I'm going to make you a king. You're going to be great. And you're going to have your brothers are going to, they're going to kneel before you. Even your dad is going to kneel before you. And you are going to be so respected. So Joseph, you know, started to tell, you know, his brothers, hey, guys, I'm going to be your king. God has spoken to me that I will be, I will rule over you guys. Dad didn't sit well, you know, with the family. And, you know, he was sold. He was placed in the pit on a well. Then he was sold into slavery. Then he went to jail for nothing. For just an accusation, accusation that was not true. Joseph could have been in that jail saying, God, you are so unfair. God, how come you treat me like this? You told me you were going to do this in my life and look where I am. But Joseph kept his cool and his love for God. Even though through the darkest of the darkest of times in his life, Joseph continued to love God. Because in the jail, in the darkness... God wanted Joseph to understand there may be darkness around you, but as long as you have me, you are going to be okay. And God was developing his character for greatness. And in the darkness, in prison, the scripture says that God gave him so much, so much favor in grace in the eyes of, of the people who were managing the prison that he was even given the keys of the jail. Of the prison. Imagine, imagine you being, that will never happen here, right? You go to prison. I don't know, Pastor Henry, you've been in prison how many times? <laughs> <clears throat> no, two, two times, okay. That will never happen. But in darkness, God gave grace and light. 
You may be experiencing darkness right now. You may be saying, I am suffering. I am down. There's nothing left about me. I'm done. Life doesn't make sense. There's no point of me keeping, keeping living or moving forward. Remember that God is developing your character. Opportunities don't always look like the paradise. Opportunities sometimes will look like the desert. Where God will tell you, leave everything you have and go to the desert. And if you obey, if you trust God, you are going to go into that desert and start walking and experience the hunger and suffering that all these people in this chapter suffer. But in the end, the dots will be connected. In the end, God will redeem you. This person, the one who wrote this song, looked back and said, God was really with them. God redeemed them. Now there's a story to tell. Because when the time comes, when God raises you up, or raises you up, you will be able to tell other people who went through the same situation like you, you may think you're nothing right now. You have nothing. You don't have anything. But you know what? If you keep believing in God, the opportunities don't always have to look great. And sometimes in human, as human beings, we believe that the opportunity has to look better than my current situation. If it's not, I'm not going, Lord. I'm not going. This is not your will. I know this is not your will. And sometimes God is speaking to you, walk, cross the river, go to the other side, get your feet wet in the water so that I can open the river. And sometimes we want God to open the river first. Oh, no. I'm not crossing, Lord. I'm not getting my feet wet. You have to open the river first so that I can walk. And God is saying, no, get your feet wet first because I am developing your character. I am developing your faith. So I want you to know that sometimes painful circumstances lead us to dark places. These people, verse 11 says, because they rebel against commands and despise the plans of the most high. I want you to know that a lot of those people that the psalmist is talking about, they rejected the plan of God. They went with their own choices and their own decisions. What happened to them? Verse 12. So he subjected them to bitter labor. They stumbled and there was no one to help. But look at this. Church, you will see these two words in the chapter so many times. Like four or five times. This is he so that God can get you out of that dark place. Even though they were, you know, doing bitter labor, they stumbled and there was nobody to help. Verse 13 says, then they cried to the Lord in their trouble and he saved them from their distress. So the psalmist is saying, church, people of Israel, look at this. When we disobey God, when we go on the other direction, when we go on to the opportunity that looks great, that looks beautiful on my eyes, but it's not what the Lord wants me to do. The Lord wants me to go to the desert. But I want to go to this place because this makes me feel comfortable. I can see with my eyes. I can touch it. I can smell the success on this side. But when we go with our own choices and decisions in the end, we end up losing. The great news is when we cried out to the Lord, he will redeem you. He will restore you. He will get you going again. I don't know how many of you guys are in a dark place right now, but I want you to know that God is building you up for greatness. Please don't give up. 
Don't underestimate the potential or the power that God wants to develop in you through darkness, through times of loneliness, through times where people abandon you, through times where people don't believe in you. Even if you made a mistake in your life and you're paying the consequences right now, let me tell you, if you cried out to the Lord, He will forgive you, He will restore you, He will give you a new opportunity again. But what I want you to understand today is that opportunity may not always look so great on the human eyes because God obviously wants you to go to the desert so that you can experience His glory. Remember what God spoke to Jeremiah, the prophet Jeremiah chapter 1? God spoke to Jeremiah, Jeremiah, I will make of you, I will make someone great. You will fight against kings, you will fight against nations, you will fight against people, priests, anybody, and they will try to fight you, but they will not overcome you because I am with you. But chapter 9, Jeremiah is already saying, wow, I feel so depressed. Like this job that you call me to do, God, is so hard. I want to quit. I just want to go to the desert and leave these people, leave the calling that you have for me because this is, this is so bad, Lord. I never thought it was going to be so great. And God spoke to Jeremiah and said, Jeremiah, how are you going to face the giants that are going to face you if you don't believe in me? How are you going to face the great armies that will give you great victories, great seasons in your life if you don't believe in me that I can get you through? Each one of you, Agape Church, God has spoken to you that there's greatness in your life. There's a plan in you that God has for your life. But if you don't go and face darkness, if you don't go and overcome difficulties in life as in the name of Jesus, in the name who called you, how is God going to come up with that story that he redeemed you, that he got you through the darkness and provided for you? Whatever you are in life right now, I want you to know trust in God all the time. The psalmist, after telling the story of these people, said, God is good. I can see that God is good. I don't know if Steve Jobs, you know, was a believer when he said those words at Stanford University. When he, he told the audience that they laughed, if you see the speech, the dots will get connected, guys. Keep going. Every single negative situation in your life, failure getting fired from a company, being rejected for someone or by someone, everything will get connected in the future. There will be greatness. I don't know if Steve Jobs maybe read this chapter before giving that speech. What I know is I just bought an iPhone, you know, like three weeks ago. <laughs> there was greatness that developed through the negative circumstances. Number three. Sometimes our rebellion leads us to dis disillusionment. Sometimes, you know, when we go through dark places, it is because we disobey God. It is because, you know what, God was speaking to us about doing something and we didn't. We chose a different direction in life. And sometimes we do pay, you know, for those situations and those circumstances. Verse 17 says, some became fools through their rebellious ways and suffer afflictions because of their iniquities. Let's not fall into that. Whatever you're going through right now, look, I understand. Sometimes we don't want to go to church. Sometimes we don't want to pray. We don't feel like praying. 
I totally understand that. Can we be honest with God, just like the disciples were with Jesus? Jesus, teach us how to pray. Or Rabbi, Master, Jesus, help us have faith. If you are going through a dry time in your life, be honest with God. It's the God, I feel so dry. I don't feel your presence. I know you are real, but I, I don't see you. Please help me to see you so that you don't make your life choices based upon your, your own desires, but on the greatness that God has for you, because that's going to be better in the end. Yes, sometimes our own rebellions, you know, take us, you know, to those places. And I want to finish with this point. Verse 23. Sometimes our biggest dreams lead us nowhere. Verse 23. Some went out on the sea in ships. They were merchants of the mighty waters. They saw the works of the Lord, his wonderful deeds in the deep. For he spoke and stirred up a tempest that lifted high waves. If you read those verses, you will notice that he's telling the story about some people, businessmen, you know, at the time, who they said, you know what, we're going to go into the waters and we're going to do this and accomplish this and get this. And when they went, the story goes on to say that, you know, the waves got so big that they were about to die. But in the end, verse 28, I want you to see that verse 28 says, Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he brought them out of their distress. I want you to think about this psalm, you know, for the whole week. Number one, opportunities may not look like they should look on our eyes. Number two, when you make wrong decisions in life, and you feel like the waves are getting so big, the scripture says, verse 28, that if you cried out to the Lord, God will get you out of that situation. But I want you to know that God is building someone in you for greatness. God wants you to develop your full potential. And today, if you decide to re rebel and not give God an opportunity to raise you up, you might experience even more pain. So that's why today, let's come back to the Lord. Let's get closer today, and you will know in the futures that the dots did get connected. We're going to pray. Let's close our eyes, and let's pray today. Father, today, Lord God, we, first of all, we ask you for forgiveness. Because a lot of times, Lord, we, we make our own decisions without taking you into account. Sometimes, Lord God, we go into opportunities that in the eyes of man look beautiful and great. But they're not opportunities that are coming from you. Not all the time, but it may happen. And sometimes some opportunities lead us to the desert places, to places of darkness. Because you are building our character, Lord God, for something great. Just like Joseph had to pay so much in human terms, but in the end, every single negative situation added up for him to develop the character of who would be the second person in charge in the whole nation of Egypt. You are developing our character, Lord God, right now, and we may not see it, 
But every time of loneliness, every time of darkness, every season of coldness in our lives, Lord God, abandonment, where people leave us and opportunities seem to just walk away out of our, out of our hands, you still have a story to tell of redemption. So I pray for anyone right now who might be experiencing loss, loss of opportunities, darkness, desert, Lord God, where they are. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're doing bad or that they're doing something bad or wrong. It means that opportunities are coming, that are, but we need to develop our character. Thank you, Lord. We praise you. Amen.